Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 131 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is things we hate about our author business. Joining me, your host, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the very hard to hate, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? I have some excess who'll disagree with that statement. <laughs> don't we all, darling? Don't we all? <laughs> Maybe that could be the topic of uh, next week's show. <laughs> Why our exes hate us. <laughs> Yes, I can confirm this, dear listener. Uh, I, was, uh, I was just saying to you, uh, what, what exactly is wrong? Well, what isn't, Claire? Okay, good, good. Good to know where we are today. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my base level, just growly. So what have I been up to? We've, we've had a, a bit of a break. I can't remember the last time I spoke to you, actually. Um, It was pre, I, I don't know, probably about two weeks ago. Okay, yeah, we, we've, it's... Yeah, we had a bit of a break, so it's always kind of hard, and I just got back from a long weekend, so it's always hard for me to get back into the whole work thing. You were you were gone when I uploaded the last episode. You were uh, sunning yourself in Portugal, mm-hmm. and I was giving myself a friggin' heart attack as I was uploading the episode. So each time when I prep for the episode, the uh, published episode, after you edit them, I listen all the way through, I write out the blurb. And I check for other problems on my end, you know, and run it, see if it can upload fine, if the file's um, formatted correctly and everything. Mm-hmm. But that time when I listened to it, there was a line I repeated because our, our connection kept breaking up. And I had you edit it out, but I forgot. And you were you were like the true professional. You took it out right away and handed it back. Me, on the other hand, I kind of forgot that I asked you to take time out. So another thing I do when I listen to the podcast, the very first thing I do is I write down the time on the day the podcast is going to go out because it's one of the things I do to check to make sure I pulled the right file. So before I hit that publish button, I absolutely ensure that it is the correct audio file for that week and so I don't pull like 111 instead of 101 or something. I didn't write down the new time. (laughs) And so when I did hit publish and I checked the time against what I'd written down, it was like six seconds off and oh my god, I was like, oh fuck, this is the wrong one, I don't know how to fix it. But it wasn't. It was, I just didn't update my file. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. Like, do you ever have those things where you do something where it goes live and like you immediately go cold and then you immediately go hot and you're like, oh fuck, I don't know how to fix this. I think we've all had those moments, haven't we? Be it, if, if it's not with a podcast, be it with a, definitely with maybe a book you've put out that you realize like you know an hour later it's got this massive typo in it or something so but you know these aren't the end of the world is it and even if you had uploaded the wrong file i'm sure that our listeners would have forgiven us for for you uh repeating one line well i wasn't even sure like if it was that or if i just pulled an old file but in good news i do have some other exciting news um my co-write with miranda mcleod which is called the am show is live. We, it went live last week. 
Um, the launch is going really well. Um, currently, as we're recording, it's at the number one spot. So it's always fun. Like after all the hard work you put in, like it's received well from the readers because there's always that there's always that hesitation when you well at least for me when I'm hitting that publish button and I'm like, uh, this is out in the world. <laughs> Is this the one that's going to kill my career, or is this one okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, well done you. No, I did see that, and um, I really like the cover, actually. It's kind of a takeoff of uh, the morning show, isn't it? The uh, A little bit, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um, I, I've been, well, it's probably no secret, since a lot of my um, main characters are somehow connected to the media business. I have a newspaper mogul, I have a um, website mogul, and now, um, now the morning show because that's yet another powerhouse of the media empire isn't it i don't know what it is about media but it just absolutely fascinates me so mm. yeah so this let me um dig into that i got to read some books on it which is always exciting for me to do research i had to research uh space junk for this one i swear there is a tie in the space junk but um yeah this one was a lot of fun to work on so yeah no it looks it looks good and i'm gonna give you a toot toot Ah, oh, thank you very much. Another, another Is that one. Because you're also trying to get me out of the grumpy stage. Yes. <laughs> but you know, it's an achievement. I hope you celebrated the achievement. Uh, it's another book published, and uh, it's not not something to be sniffed at. No, I I did celebrate, which I'll discuss in the next episode. Okay. It it ties into the next episode, so I'm going to hold on to it for okay. a week. Sorry for the cliffhanger on that. Wow. Piece. Sorry. I think TB must have had some kind of wild orgy to celebrate, but we're all looking forward to next week. I've been lying by a pool. I know. There was one day where it was like just pouring rain and it was really cold. Like the weather definitely has changed since it's October now. And I was like, fucking Claire, she's probably like sipping some kind of cocktail and not even thinking about work. And I'm like drowning here. Is that true? Is that how your week went? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. I, now, now I'm past that stage and I'm, I'm glad you had a nice holiday. So, so tell us about it. Um, yeah, it was very nice. Uh, we went to Portugal, the Algarve in Portugal, which is funnily uh, somewhere I've never been before. It's quite a popular holiday destination from the UK, uh, but nobody I know really. Only people, only my mate's um, husband used to go when he played golf, uh, quite a big golfing destination. So my wife and I were joking about that, that, um, you know, when the time comes for us to take up uh, golf, being, you know, w w ladies of a certain age, maybe we're thinking five to ten years, <laughs> We're going to get some golf clubs and become golfing lesbians. Uh, maybe we'll start to go to Portugal more. But um, I did really like it. Um, I liked the area. Uh, beautiful beaches. Really massive, golden, sandy beaches. Sandy, CB, sandy. Um, very warm sea. Uh, yeah, it was really lovely and a very nice vibe there. And I think maybe because it was the end of September, beginning of October, it was quite chilled. Uh, probably because of COVID as well, right? So, like, not as many people travelling. I mean, Gatwick, we flew out from Gatwick and it was only one terminal open and it was half empty so that was quite a 
weird experience. But yeah, so it was quite chilled um, time. I did unfortunately get a little bit ill, had a, um, but uh, for a couple of days. So that wasn't in the in the script, was it? But the majority of the time, I wasn't ill, and we did uh, have hot sunshine. And I read about two or three two or three books by the pool. My wife read uh, three books, and she she's not a huge reader. She doesn't really read uh, generally, but she loves reading on holiday. So she read Big London Dreams. <laughs> she's very loyal. She read two of my books. And she read Bidlung and Dreams and Change of Heart, which is the new one um, that's coming out soon. And um, she also read uh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And she declared that my books were better than Taylor Jenkins' read. So I do think that is a case of, uh, you know, she has to um, understand who she wants to please. But I'm happy to hear it. Uh, but do you know one of the books I read, uh, TB, while I was on holiday? The Bible. <laughs> That would be very surprising. <laughs> really surprising. <laughs> That's right, the King James. No, I read, I'm not sure which one it is, but I read A Woman Lost. Is A Woman Lost the first one? Oh, you read a Lizzie book. I did. At first I was like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what the fucking title is that? <laughs> did I mention I have a lot going on and I'm stressed? Oh, so yeah, you read, you read, that's the very first book if it was A Woman Lost the very first book I published. So, because uh, I think you were talking about your mailing list a couple of weeks ago, I said to you, do you know what, I'm not signed up to your mailing list, I must sign up to it. So I did, so I've been getting your emails and I've been reading them because I'm a sucker for all that shit. So I'm like, oh, that's nice, oh, yeah. And, uh, and then you just sent me the link to download your book, so I did, and I took it on a holiday, and then it was at the front of my Kindle, so then I got in, uh, started reading and got into it. So I read it by the pool, very good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, that's, that's nice to hear. Now, is it better than, uh, what's the Evelyn Hugo? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> that right? That's the right answer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I mean, bless my wife, but she's wrong. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that, that is like a, you know, it, it, that's a book I would love to write. But I won't, because she's already written it. But I did enjoy A Woman Lost, so there you go. You didn't expect me to say that, did you? It's hard for me to, obviously, A, I forgot the title of my own book, and it's the title of the series, but it's also hard for me, because like that's like the very first book. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, hopefully, hopefully I've grown. <laughs> Otherwise, that's really sad. No, but you know what? You know the thing is, right? Because I always think that as well, when people say to me they like London Calling, and I always go... Hmm. I wrote that seven years ago. I'm not really sure how brilliant yeah. it is anymore. But okay, great if you liked it. But I do think there is something in first books, isn't there? There's like a spark. There's like the enthusiasm of the of the debut novel, uh, and you're pouring everything you've got into it. And there's probably it's you know it's probably a bit messy. I'm talking about my book. It's probably a bit messy, and it's probably a bit you know you've put too much too much stuff into it, and you're not really you haven't really got the nuance and the craft down. But to me, just reading it, like I was reading you, that's what you'd think of yours and that's what I'd think of mine. But to me, just reading it, you don't really, readers, it's really disappointing. Even readers that are writers, you don't really see that. You just think, do I endure the story? And I did, so it doesn't really matter. There you go. I think we also spend a lot more time on our first babies because we don't have that, all that uh, write, publish, repeat mantra in our head yet. So we hold on to them a bit longer. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. Well, I'm go. glad you enjoyed Lizzie. Lizzie's an interesting character. And you know, you I think, you see, because when I thought, uh, I didn't expect, obviously I know you give away a, a book, um, as I do, but I, I 
when I got the offer, I was like, do you know what? I should read a Lizzie book because you go on about Lizzie all the time. So I should know what you're talking about, right? So I do now. Anyway, the other thing I really, really was excited about in Portugal, apart from the very cheap beer, which was lovely and cold and cheap and best drunk right on a sea. I did have a lovely cocktail over on overlooking a beach at sunset. That was very nice. I had Nateus. Now, no, in, in Portugal, they're called Leite Creme Com Bacala, which basically is custard, a pot of custard with a soggy biscuit on the top. <laughs> and it sounds, you know, not that appealing, but it's delicious. It's, it's cinnamon flavoured custard with a biscuit on the top. Ah, it's delicious. And in Spain, they call it Nateus. Uh, and in Portugal, they call it what I just said that I can't quite remember again. But anyway, I love custard. I name my, I name my publishing company Custard Books. I love custard I just love it. Uh, I love the word. I love the food stuff. I had a lot of that and I brought some home with me from Portugal. So that was exciting as well. How do you make the biscuits soggy? Do you just soak them in water or are they soaked like in some kind of liqueur? Uh, maybe they should be in a liqueur, right? But I don't know. They're just kind of soggy by the time it gets to you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was wondering if it was kind of like a um, like a tiramisu. Like they soak mm. the lady fingers in. Um, mm. I'm sure everyone is screaming the answer. Coffee liqueur? Coffee liqueur or coffee? Something like that. Mm. Yeah, a little bit like that. Like, it's not grim. So it's nice. Yeah. If you like custard, you'd like it. Anyway, that was my holiday. On book news, uh, book news uh, I've had a week back. Uh, and so I got change of heart. I got it back uh, from the editor while, for the second time when I was away. And my first couple of readers. Um, so And my wife read it and made some notes for me. So I made all of those changes. And then I printed it out and read it again this week. So that was long, 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 long things. Then I put all the, uh, what's the word? Corrections into it. And then it's gone to my art team this weekend. And breathe. So a couple of weeks, it'll be out. That final read is the one that just, it just, maybe I should add, add that to the things I hate. Yeah. The final read. You see, I've moved my final read up. I used to do it after the art team, but now I've moved it before the art team because I've decided that it gets catches a lot of things first. You changed that relatively recently. I changed you? it in the last book, yeah. Yeah, but it's still, it's just, I just, it's this one stage I, well, there's several stage, stages that are hard, but that one just really, really, almost, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, fuck, it's final read day. <laughs> I'm always just depressed. <laughs> uh, that has been my week. Just come back from holiday, easing back from the holiday, um, which was mostly lovely, uh, and then getting a change of heart out to the art team, and then this week is all about launch prep. Yes, the fun, the fun final hurdle where it's just like all the little things you always forget you have to do and then you remember at the last second yep could you remind me of them uh, send me an email afterwards all right <laughs> yeah yeah but well, i just went through it last week so i've already forgotten it <laughs> sorry <laughs> i've got a checklist so it's okay i'm gonna get that spreadsheet out soon okay, let's get on to comments what you got all right first up we have lauren who says well hello Newer fan here, my fiancé got me started with Claire's All I Want series, which led me on a chase. I found her Instagram and then your Lesbians Who Write podcast, and I've been binging on them ever since. I'm almost up to date, and she says that her tech skills are about on par as mine, so she sent us an email because she wasn't sure how to leave a comment on the website. And also, she got a notification today when she sent this email, and I'm not sure the date of this email, um, with the newest episode, which she loved, and she bought... Uh, Lauren bought One Golden Summer and can't wait to read it. And Lauren is obsessed with all of your books and has now dipping her toes into my books. Okay. So I think this goes to show again 
how important it is to have different avenues for people to find you, like your Instagram. Yes, indeed. I, I do put a lot of work into my Instagram, so I'm glad that somebody went over there and found me there. Thank you for listening and thank you for reading uh, our books. All right, we also have a comment up from Nyleth. I don't remember what episode it was, but Nyleth says it's way too early for Christmas songs. But now that the song you you sang uh, is stuck in Nyleth's head and she blames you. I well, don't remember what Christmas song you sang. I don't remember that either. But um, Nyleth, I take nothing back. I sing Christmas songs all year round, so um, deal with it. Wow, that was a bit grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I, tra- I transformed into being TB for a minute. <laughs> and then, uh, why is the coffee update? Emma uh, thanks us for the birthday shout-out. It made Emma's day, and Emma has bought us both a coffee. So here's what she says. I'm buying you both a coffee because after so long of saying I will and dreaming that I would, I finally started drafting a lesbian romance. So well done, Emma. And I'm glad that we get a coffee out of that. I mean, she's doing all the work. Somehow we got a coffee for her doing the work. I like this. I like this arrangement. Yeah. Me too. But um, Emma, I wish you the best of luck. It's always, as we were just discussing earlier, the first first book is always so special, isn't it? It is. And in in six, seven years time, you'll think it's terrible when someone reads it, but um, it will be fine. I know, I kind of went cold again when you're like, when I realized what the book was that you read. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, your face was brilliant. Oh shit, you read that one. (laughs) But that's all for comments on my end. Do you have any on your side? TV. I think, finally, the word has got out that I'm sad when I've got no comments, so I've got some comments. Excellent, excellent. Neem says, uh, Claire, I love the podcast, completed a huge binge listen and chuckled my way through it, although she was a bit sad to have to wait a week for the next one. But here it is, Neem. So you didn't have to say, it's only a week. We can all get there. Uh, but she says, thanks to both of us for all your advice on the writing process. Uh, and Jamie got in touch with me and said, uh, my A her A plus content was approved. This is about the A plus content episode. Her A plus content was approved the same day, so Amazon was pretty quick on it. So I think that sounds like they're getting quicker than when I did it. I think they only took like 48 hours when I did it, but sounds like they're getting quicker. Uh, or maybe Jamie just hit hit a good day. But anyway, she says that she did images with a quote along with another series of three images stacked to make one and she thinks it looks pretty good. Um, and she says she loves the podcast and has learned so much from us both. People are learning from us, TB. It's kind of amazing because, like, I mean, everyone who knows me really well, like, they, I, I'm kind of an idiot. I'm not going to I'm not gonna argue with that. Anyway, uh, Nick... Ne- <laughs> <laughs> um, Neen also wrote in and said she's wondering if Amazon has um, an issue with queer the word queer because people still use it as a slur. She's not sure. This is again on the A plus episode, A plus content episode where um, I couldn't put uh, the word queer as a keyword. I don't know because as we said uh, before, I, we both think that we put it as a keyword on our books, don't we? So oh, I have put it as a keyword on our books because yeah. I started adding it about a year ago when it was being reclaimed yes so yeah so i don't know what it was again you know maybe it was just the day i don't know god and they change what they accept and what they don't accept all the time don't they so i will try again and see what happens i would hope it wouldn't be um you know banned but who knows great great segue into the topic which is what do we hate about our author business now i think that um some of our hates are gonna overlap tb we haven't uh, asked each other what they are so uh, why don't you kick us off with what you hate 
Well, my first one that I thought of isn't actually something I hate, but it's something that causes me a lot of stress and something where I'm always like, oh gosh, I have to do this. So it's one of those things that I struggle with, and it's, um, this is going to come across bad, but just listen to the whole reason why before you guys all start judging me, or just start judging me right away. But one of the things that causes me a lot of stress is interacting with fans. I receive a lot of email and messages uh, every week, and it's something that's really hard for me to discern the sender's motives. Sometimes with certain email messages where I'm just like, oh, I can take this like 50 different ways. And part of the reason for that is um, I send out uh, my author newsletters every couple of weeks and I'm, I'm chatting them. I share a bit tidbits about my life and stuff like that. And I think people sometimes email me back as if we're in the middle of a conversation. But the problem is, is I haven't heard their side of the conversation. I only know my side. And so there's a lot of um, a how should I take that in email? And I, I hopefully believe everyone is trying to be funny, but I'm, I, I just don't know how to read it sometimes. And it kind of makes me second guess how I should respond. And then, or conversely, it's not just on the uh, fan side, it's also on my side. Sometimes I forget people don't actually know me and that I can be pretty snarky. So um, some of my jokes have landed really, really wrong. So it's one of those things where it's a delicate balance of how to interact with fans in email and uh, Twitter messages on Facebook because you're, it could go, go south really quickly. I think it's like when we had that episode recently, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses? It's sort of two sides of the one coin, isn't it? Because one of my biggest, probably one of the positives, I would say, of this career um, is interacting with readers. But um, it can be a negative as well if people take things you say the wrong way. So, yeah, you have to be very careful uh, how you respond. But I always try to respond, if not in a timely manner, (laughs) i.e. over the last sort of month or so probably not that timely I always try to respond genuinely you get more experience with it over the years don't you yeah on every to-do list it's always you know answer some of my emails and I try to do like seven to ten a day just to stay on top of it so but yeah it's one of those things where um like you I, I I'm truly thankful for all my fans and I do enjoy the interaction but sometimes I'm just like oh how do I take this one <laughs> like mm. oh mm. I'm not sure yeah so yeah, so it's one of those things where you have to do a lot of thinking, but I do try to respond genuinely um, as well. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things that I, when I started out, I didn't know that would be one of the things I had to deal with almost on a daily basis. Price of fame. I don't know if I'm famous. <laughs> I think I can still leave my house without cameras. Phew. I think I'm okay on that level. Phew. Well, you know, we, we are both on a par with Taylor Jenkins Reid, so we should be getting a call from Hollywood anytime soon, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, my number one, um, I think, will be on your list as well. Uh, it is audio proofing. So, if you don't know what this is, um, it is, TV's looking at her list, audio proofing. It's not there. Oh, it's not there. Oh, my God. What were you thinking? <laughs> So audio proofing is um, when you give the book to the narrator, they then um, read the book chapter by chapter and then you have to listen to it 
and check it against the original book and make sure they haven't missed out any words and make sure that the whole thing uh, hangs together and the intonation's right and all that sort of thing. So you're basically uh, proofing your audiobook. Now, when you first think about this, you think, ah, oh, that sounds quite fun. I like audiobooks. This is all true. I do like audiobooks. However, I like listening to audiobooks like when I'm walking around a park, having a jolly old time, having a nice walk, not when I'm sitting at my desk with the book in my hand, <laughs> reading, listening and reading along, and it's it's kind of soul-destroying. It, it saddens me that this is the case, because I, I say I love audiobooks, and um, I don't really, I know some authors find hearing their words spoken aloud a little bit awkward. I don't know if it's even that for me. Um, I think it is just the whole thing where you have to hold the book and then you have to check the narration against the actual text. It's laborious. That's what it is. It is, and it's something I've been um, farming out a bit. For me, it is definitely not only like it takes a lot of time because audiobooks, obviously, um, you could like kind of breeze through an ebook, but audio is a bit harder. I mean, you can listen to it at a higher speed, but that kind of defeats the purpose when you're trying to check all the words against the, the printed words. I also cringe when I'm like, oh my god, how many times can people wince? <laughs> Even though you try to catch it all, you, you don't catch everything until, for some reason, it's read to you by someone else, and then they all just kind of, like, jump off the page at you, and you're like, oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah, I agree, it's not on my, it's not on my list right now, but it is one of those things where it's not the best part of being a writer, <laughs> not the best part. No. Um... And if, you know, but when you're your own publisher, um, this is what a publisher does. So it's not actually the bit of being a writer, it's a bit of being a publisher. Um, but the good news is that my next uh, audiobook is being done at the moment. That is Big London Dreams. And my narrator is, is dripping over the uh, chapters to me. So before I went on holiday, I, I audio proofed ten, the first 10 chapters. So I'm 10 chapters into that one already. Wow. So that's that's wow. a pretty nice feeling, you know. Yeah. How many chapters is it? I think it's 30, so I'm a third of the way through. Wow, well done you. Thank well you. Well done you. Thank you. All right, is it my turn? Go. All right, my next thing that is hard on me, I'm having a hard time using the word hate, even though um, I'm the one who's like really grumpy today. I'm like, that sounds really strong. I don't know if I'm on board with the hate part. But um, my next thing I, I jotted down was, this business is really full on all the time. Um, it's hard to turn off your brain, or at least it's hard to turn off my brain and enjoy my downtime when I'm not working, when I'm watching movies, reading books, sitting in the diner. My brain is always latching on to certain nuggets that can be incorporated into one of my stories. And I think it's one of the things that makes me feel even more exhausted because when I'm trying to rest, I'm, my brain is still trying to work. And it's one of those things that's so hard to turn off. Especially this week when I'm kind of grumpy and I have a lot going on. I'm like, oh man, I fucking hate being a writer this week. <laughs> Whereas you see, there was a part of me when, when I was going away uh, that I thought this isn't the best time to be going away and it wasn't in my schedule. But I'd always said that when I turned 50 I was going to go away for a week. So fuck it, I did it. So uh, I, I'm actually quite chilled this week because I had a nice uh, break and actually I can turn it off. I find that easy but I have to get out of the, my environment I think that's really key so I find it difficult to turn it off when, I, when I'm at home which is where I work from work from all day every day but if I get out and go somewhere else it doesn't have to be out of the country just somewhere else I can easily switch off and I found it interesting you know this topic that we're doing this week I've come at it as 
individual task and you've come at it as the overarching sort of <laughs> great panoply of of being a writer and I'm just saying audio proofing or my next one is doing my counts <laughs> and mine's like writing that email that might get you know shared on social media as being a total cut <laughs> yes but you know it's just another example of how we come at things differently isn't it but anyway uh, yeah my next one is doing my yearly monthly accounts now I was just was just thinking uh, when I got back from holiday that you know it's the end of the month and so I should do my accounts for September because I, I have spurts of doing them every month and then I just leave them for four or five months and then it's so painful doing that amount of accounts that you don't remember and then you have to search through everything because you don't remember what this one payment is. So I have to just keep a, a tally of everything every month but I do employ an accountant to do my um, end of year taxes and um, yeah, get all the appropriate numbers so I just have to then and they file all the accounts with HMRC in the UK so it's just a bit of spreadsheeting it only takes an hour every month i should just do it right but i have resistance my number three on my list is taxes hey we have a match we have a match ding 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 <laughs> oh my gosh it is it is one of those things where like Especially since we do run our own business, so we have like a lot of expenses and we have to track everything down, especially in light of the recent news. Like, I, I just get really irritated that so many of the really rich people don't pay any of the taxes. They just hide their money and then the rest of us are like super honest and everything because that's the right thing to do because society depends on it. Keeping track of all the paperwork, um, doing the spreadsheets, uh, keeping track of all the receipts you're going to need to give to the accountant because I also have an accountant to help me. Otherwise, can you imagine if I tried to do my taxes on my own? I think that wouldn't work out very well. Yeah, so that's one of the things that uh, I truly do not like about running my own business is all the taxes, sending in the quarterly checks. Not only do I get to send in quarterly checks for federal, I have to send in quarterly checks for state. I always have to like be on top of everything. It's uh, it's not the best part. It's not, it's not the best part of my life, or my author business in general. No, I mean I think as we said before on this podcast, um, I do generally enjoy running my own business. Uh, but doing all the monthly accounts, even though I do like to know how much I've earned and all that sort of thing, um, I don't mind adding doing all my book sale numbers and uh, and just putting all the the money that I've earned in a spreadsheet because that's like fulfilling all the dreams that 10 year old me had when I first got my first bank account kit. Do you remember that? When you first when you first opened your first kiddie bank account. I got like a piggy bank and then I got like a like a ledger book and then you had to fill in, you know, your pocket money. And to me, <laughs> running your author business is a bit like that, but just on a wider scale and there's more pocket money coming in. I didn't get my first account until high school. Oh, okay. No, so that my, so my teens. Oh, we, yeah. we had junior saver accounts and, and they drew you in because they gave you a free piggy bank and I was all over that. Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of amazed because like, you're not really, that's something I would like. I probably still have that piggy bank, <laughs> but you, you don't seem like the type who likes the little knick-knacky kind of things. Um, I don't anymore, but when I was a kid, I, I did. So you've lost... You just you just stomp that part out of Claire. I have <laughs> all the joy. Yeah, the part that feels joy is gone. Whereas yeah. my wife still has that. Right, she likes those. You know those little uh, drinks, those Yakult drinks. 
the little yogurty drinks for. Oh, I'm not a big fan of those. Right. So I don't drink those. So those, anyway, they're called Yakult, right? So I know she yeah. likes them. Uh, and I went to the shop the other day, and if I bought one thing of them, one packet of them, fine. But the woman at the till said to me, "If you buy another packet, you get a Yakult cool bag with it." And I thought, my my wife will go mad for that. So I went back, got another pack. Me, I I, I hate that shit that tat but i knew yvonne would love it sure enough i came home she was so pleased with me for days that she got a yakult cool bag <laughs> is this before or after she said your book was better than the ethel and hugo <laughs> before oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's all traced back <laughs> all right what's your next one? Oh, my next one it's uh it is no secret. I have not made it a secret, and I don't think you have made it a secret, how much I hate author readings. <laughs> it's not on my list, TV. I knew you. I, knew, wow. I know. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is this is very timely, because this is probably a good time where I should say, hey, everybody, if you're in P-Town, <laughs> dates are involved. I need to look at the actual calendar. October 16th in P-Town, I'll actually be doing an author reading. Imagine that. But, um, <laughs> Go along and see TB squirm. Go on, please. Somebody take a video. <laughs> I'm kind of contemplating, like, instead of actually doing the reading, can I just be like, you know, can you just ask me questions? Can we just talk about the book? Do I actually have to put myself through this torture? But the good news, even though it's something I really don't like doing, and we've explained in the past, it's just kind of awkward reading your own words, and then trying to make it exciting because we're not like trained narrators or anything and stuff like that but the good news the good news is on this day in p-town which is part of the women's week in uh p-town in massachusetts um i will be doing a book signing on the 14th of october i believe at 5 p.m um i'll have to check those particular numbers dates and time so in the blurb, it will be more correct if I got it wrong. But um, I will be doing an author signing at Women Crafts with Miranda McLeod, Nancy Ann Healy, and Jamie Moody. Jamie Moody, who I think we helped encourage write her first book. Yeah. I get to do an author signing with her. How cool is that? Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And so if, it, you, if you've got all your TB and Miranda books, take them along and get them double signed. They'll be worth millions, millions when the contracts from Netflix come in. Yeah, yeah. We're in negotiations as we speak. Yeah. And also on on Saturday is a lesbic indie event, and that's when I will be doing the author reading. So, A, oh. I haven't even decided what book I'm going to read from yet. And B, um, if I'm just going to be like, you know what, can I just, you know, talk about the book? Can you guys ask me questions? Because um, I just don't like doing it. I really don't like doing it. No, neither of us like doing it, but it is a necessary eve. You know what, as I think we said before, I don't mind doing it if it's five minutes and then it leads into conversation and a chat about it, uh, about just all three things. Just can, we just can we just kill author readings? Not kill authors, that would be bad. When, it was, when we were first discussing it, all the authors who were involved in the event, like a certain time was mentioned. And it was like a 20-minute reading. I'm like, oh, God, my God. 20-minute <laughs> reading. <sighs> but that, that was chiseled down, and I forget the certain amount of time I'm supposed to do the reading, and then there's supposed to be the follow-up questions and answers and such. 
But um, can you imagine reading 20 minutes of your book, just standing in front of a group and reading for 20 minutes? I can't imagine doing it or listening to it. I think I'd want to kill myself either way. And some authors, some authors just have a natural, like, I know, like, um, I think I've mentioned this before, but um, Jeanette Winterson, did I get her name right? Um, I saw her do a reading at the London Book Fair, and it was, like, a really exciting read because um, it was uh, it was kind of a heart-pumping scene where there was a car accident, thunder, and lightning. And so when she was doing the reading, she ended up jumping up on a table, and, like, the um, she had, like, tech guys, like, you could hear they had thunder over the speakers, and the lights were flashing, so it was kind of, like, more of a immersive experience. I am not that kind of performer. <laughs> I am not creative like that or um i've never been very good at acting and i think you have to kind of have a bit some acting skills to do it and that's just not in my forte so i'm more of a um really boring reader yeah i think i've seen Jeanette winston she's fantastic but she is the outlier if you can get brilliant at this uh you know you can really stand out from the crowd i don't think i'm a i'm bad at it but i'm nowhere i'm nowhere near that uh but you know anyway you're not jumping on tables. And I know. I, I would fear for my um, fear for my lower back. Do you know what I mean? Uh, my next one is getting my books onto both Kindle D- Direct Print and Ingram Spark. If you've done KDP Print first and you're trying to get them onto Ingram Spark, uh, you then have to sign over the copyright to Ingram Spark, and then Amazon takes them off sale. It's not worth it. So I've decided, having spent about 18 months to two years trying to solve this problem, it is an impossible conundrum to solve. So I've just come to live with the fact that if I've got books on KDP print first, I can't have them on Ingram Spark as well. So all my books from 2020 going forward, I put on Ingram Spark first, and then they can go on KDP print as well. But it's a really annoying fact this and uh, I'm not willing to take them off Amazon yeah they like to uh, play games don't they I just yeah it's it, it's just some some button that sure sh- some box that needs to be unticked on the Ingram Spark side or maybe it's some sort of politics between traditional publishing and Amazon I think I assume that's probably that so it makes no sense but um, yeah there you go see I haven't done that so I but I, I have I think it's because I've heard so much where I'm like, oh, I'm really hesitant to do that because I just, I don't like the battle and I hate when things seem, (laughs) I'm not very good when things seem extremely unfair. Mm. I get um, very annoyed quickly. Mm. Yeah. Don't do it. And then there's a lot of swearing and screaming and shaking my fist at the computer screen. (laughs) I've wasted my life trying to solve it. It's insolvable, unsolvable. So, um, so... Don't you worry. What's your next one? I just I only did four. Oh, okay. I uh, love everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one more. It's doing Facebook and Amazon ads. Doing some ad, doing some kind of promotion is um, essential to running your author business. But doing Facebook ads sucks the soul out of my very being. Uh, doing anything Facebook and um, Amazon ads. Oh, I should be better at them. Um, we bought the course, didn't we, TB? But uh, I, I need to do <laughs> I need to do Mark Dawson's course, right? But um, I, I have said that when uh, <laughs> when Change of Heart is out, I might do the Amazon Ads module again. I can't commit to the whole course because oh my god, it's so dull and uh, sucks the life out of you. But there's no one else who can do your ads as well as you, so 
don't employ someone else to do them. I've tried, it doesn't work. How do, how do um, ads stack against taxes? Well, taxes you absolutely have to do, you can't get away with it. So <laughs> maybe if they made ads compulsory, then I would learn them better. Well, taxes are compulsory for like billionaires. That's just what we need to do. Become billionaires and we just can be like, fuck you all. There you go. I'm just keeping everything, all you bitches. <laughs> Let's become billionaires. There are always going to be bits to your author business that you don't like, but that's just life. You can't like every single thing in everything you do. There's always going to be some drudge. Yeah, and it's always going to be, like you said with um, like my first one, even though it's it's a joy to have interaction with fans, it also can stress you out. There's always, there's always the other side of the coin. Yeah. So we hope this has been uh, interesting. Let us know the things that you don't like doing in your daily life, be it an author business or just, you know, stuff that you don't, you don't like doing, but it's necessary. Otherwise, the world wouldn't turn. Do let us know. And do also let us know if you've got any questions for us, because we are extending the deadline for Ask Us Anything. So we do need your questions in, uh, because otherwise it'll just be us talking on about nothing. And no one likes that, do they, TB? it's like Seinfeld a lot of people like Seinfeld that's, that's a show about nothing I mean maybe that's what you want really maybe should we just stop doing all the writing advice and we'll just natter on we can do it you know we can but anyway if you've got if you've got a question for us be it about writing or about um or about um, our beautiful relationship uh then do let us know um write in at the normal ways to do it what are they tb she says floundering for what they are uh the website lesbianswhowrite.com email us at lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com facebook us twitter us at leswhowrite and instagram me and join us next time around when we will be discussing our favorite seasons yes and then i was thinking about what you said if we just did a show about us not on does do we change the like um title to like two drunk lesbians talking about writing because we would just have to have beers and talk <laughs> i think that would I think be, that be an offshoot. <laughs> I, I think that would be one of our um best uh, listened to episodes <laughs> just get really drunk and talk yes drunk talk with claire and tb there you go there's a title for the new podcast <laughs> let us know what you think everybody <laughs> all right um until then uh, have a great week keep writing bye everybody Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.